Hi everyone, welcome to the Ice House podcast. I'm really excited about today's recording. We are sitting down with Steph Fry. She is the founder and owner of Ideal Cup. Um, and we're talking about her business journey, uh, what Ideal Cup is all about, and um, her experience with the Ice House community and our owner manager program. So thanks, Steph. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Briar. It's wonderful to be here. I couldn't even get my words out. I'm excited. <laughs> well, you're just a bundle of energy and I'm pretty excited to just jump straight into it with the first question, which is introduce yourself and your business Ideal Cup. Sure. Well, it's um, short and sweet. Um, I am the co-owner with my husband, Nick, of Ideal Cup. We're New Zealand's very first reusable cup that's been designed and made right here in Aotearoa. Awesome. How great is that? That's so, so cool. Um, and what, when was your aha moment for Ideal Cup? <laughs> well, I get asked that a lot. And the funny thing is, um, it was a long, long time ago before, um, before sustainability was really even on most people's radars when we had our coffee business, which we still have, actually. Um, we started in 2004 in Wellington. And um, in 2008, we became carbon neutral because we were on the sustainability path with the coffee business. We wanted to... Um, to shake up the industry a bit. And um, part of our DNA um, of that was to choose sustainable um, options as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And as part of the carbon neutrality, we had to do an audit. And part of that was a waste audit. And of course, you can imagine the results of the, yeah, um, yeah the cups to landfill. Um, the cups we were using ourselves and the cups we were selling to our customers. So um, we decided that perhaps that was a, a part of the business that we could look to change. Um, for the better good and so Nick um, actually decided that we should look at a reusable cup option awesome. so at the time in 2008-ish um, we looked at the market to see if there was something we could buy that we could on sell and we weren't satisfied with what was out there um, there was only a few options and they were cheap and they didn't look like they'd last the distance um, and it kind of defeated the purpose of what we were wanting to achieve which is providing a reusable solution that was going to last the distance to um, eliminate the single use. Mm -hmm. So entrepreneurial um, spirit kicked in and we decided that we'd make our own product. And so um, when I'm introduced as an entrepreneur um, and the, um, the brains behind Ideal Cup, I have to pass that um, mantle to my husband because it's actually his baby. But mm. together we have grown the business and it's our, our thing now. Um, yeah. So yeah, Nick developed Ideal Cup back in about 2010. We came to life as a proper product and we officially launched into the market um, early 2012. And um, so that's how we came about. Amazing. That's so exciting. And uh, oh, it's just something I'm so passionate about too. So I've been looking forward to doing this recording because... Oh, that's cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's just so, so important. And like you said, looking at different, you know, little ways of starting somewhere and, um, you know, how you can be more sustainable in your business. And that's where it started, being actually a business owner yourself and realising yeah. the need. Um, I yeah. think amazing, amazing stuff. Absolutely. And I mean, oftentimes that happens, right? You start with one thing and it leads you um, down a path that opens up other doors and, um, yeah... And it's really thrilling that um, all these years on, we've now got two separate independent businesses and Ideal Cup um, stands in its own right and has developed into something pretty awesome. If yes. I myself. Yep, I can agree with that. What drives you to get up in the morning? <laughs> um, well, I love life and I love to be up and getting amongst it. Um, to be fair, though, I'm not an early morning person. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Um, I always liken myself to, um, well, to the saying, not to him, but to the saying that um, Winston Churchill used to say, um, I do my best work between 10 and 2. Mm. Um, you know, so don't wake me earlier than that and leave me alone after that type thing. <laughs> um, and um, I'm a bit like that. I function well between probably 9 and 6 are my key hours. Um, yeah. So I'm motivated um, by life. I'm motivated by opportunities to do more and do better and to um, just see some change happening out there in terms of reuse and sustainability. And I just love um, the fact that I've got my own businesses and I get to choose my own destiny every day. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's so inspiring. And I think this is a good time for me to introduce my ideal cup. Hey, <laughs> this is the ones we got um, through the Ice House, which is really cool. And I genuinely do use it every day. Um, and when I'm out and about, so thank you so much. Um, oh, no, thank you. It's great. It's, um, you know, it's... It's so inspiring when we know that people are actually not just receiving one, but they're actually using it. And yeah, so that's up to you. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. So no, that's awesome. Um, cool. So how did you hear about the Ice House and the Owner Manager Program? So for context, you were on Owner Manager 43, I've got here, which was in yeah. 2018. I know. Um, how did that all... Long ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Crazy. How, how did that all come about? A couple of years before then, um, the lovely Gareth Bayliss from Ice House had been stalking me. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Gareth. I, yeah, <laughs> he does his job very well. Um, I had heard about Ice House through, you know, business networks, and I was always in awe of it, thinking it was this um, untouchable thing. Mm. Gareth started to chip away at me, but the timing wasn't right, and the business wasn't where, uh, in, where I wanted it to be, and things weren't just quite ready. Yeah. Um, and then in, I think, late 2017, um, Gareth came back and he said, look, um, this time I'm not taking no for an answer this time. You need to do this. We want you. And mm -hmm. um, it was genuine. You know, it wasn't a um, sales pitch. He, he really felt that now was the time. And um, what was even better was he gave me an opportunity to speak with Liz, um, one of the directors, to really get a sense of things, to really understand what the opportunity was, but also for Ice House to get to understand who I was and whether it was the right fit. So um, Gareth worked as magic. I was very fortunate to receive the scholarship that year, um, which really helped because obviously it's a it's an investment, yeah. um, but I would pay it again at full price mm. without question. Um, yeah, and so uh, once I was confirmed, you know, there was no stopping me. And um, that's that's how my Ice House journey began. Yeah, that's so special. That's amazing. And through Owner Manager Program, um, sum up your experience. Oh, do you have an hour or two? <laughs> Honestly, I still feel, and I, um, I've said this to other people even just recently, I still feel like it was yesterday. I still oh. feel as impassioned and excited about it as I did when I was on it. I have FOMO every time I see any social media posts of other people doing their OMPs. <laughs> I've, I've got a local business guy here where I live who's on it at the moment, and he keeps he comes in to get a coffee each day, and I'm like, no, don't. I, I want to be there again. So <laughs> that's that's the emotional side. Um, I, I also um, said to someone recently, I don't know if we would have got through COVID with our businesses if it wasn't for what I learned and the journey I had with Ice House and OMP. And wow. I, I don't say that lightly. 
I think that there's so much that has been embedded into my personal psyche and our, my business acumen that without that, I wouldn't have had the wherewithal and the knowledge and the strength and the resilience and the capability to have got through what we went through last year because we, even with all of that, we still had some serious mental breakdown issues, um, as a lot of people did. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I talk quite openly about that now because I really um, applaud people who are prepared to be open and honest about how they dealt with COVID and how they deal with mental health and well-being. It's such a huge thing that we don't talk about enough. Mm -hmm. And um, we did hit rock bottom last year, even as a couple in business. Um, but I think, you know, having each other to lean on and then having the learnings that I had from OMP, which remain with me to today, and have embedded into my everyday um, is just beyond powerful. Yeah, that's amazing. And also the people that I met on Ice House OMP, Owner Manager Program, um, the group of people who are still very much um, part of my very close friends and family, I call them, um, we're in constant contact, we support each other, good, bad, ugly, we are there for each other and it's been so powerful. Yeah, I love that. I was, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was about to say, you know, the Ice House is just so human, you know, and I think I think that's what I'm loving seeing is that these businesses, business owners come on program and they come into the fold of the community and they realise that you can breathe, you can be human, you know, like we're, we're all in this, like the business owners are all in the same boat and have the same pain points and challenges and wins. And yes, yes. And that's the thing. Um, you know, so often you read about courses or experiences and you just think, I mean, I came from a corporate background before I decided with Nick, before we decided to go into business on our own and, um, you know, I've been on a million courses, I've run courses and everything, and yes, they're valuable, but this is something completely different. It's extraordinary. It's a, um, I don't know how David Irving and, and the likes created such, well, no, actually I do, because if you know David and you know his background, you can see where it's come from. But there's something very, very special about Ice, Ice House. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so, so cool. What surprised you most about your OMP experience? What surprised me most? Yeah. Um, probably the things, well, probably ironically, one of the things that really surprised me was how much I enjoyed um, embracing the finances. Um, oh, because it's that's not, cool. it, it had never been something I was up for. I always push that to Nick. He's very pragmatic, process driven. He's got an accounting degree. He's that whole thing. Um, whereas I'm you know, a bit of a Pollyanna. I'm the face of the business, sales, marketing, and just yeah. rah, rah. Um, so, of course, when there was going to be a block that had this big focus on finances, I was like, ugh, yawn. Um, yeah. But I thought, no, I'm here to learn, and, and maybe this is going to be different. And I tell you what, the quality of not only what we were taught, but the people that teach it to you mm. is testament to how incredibly powerful owner-manager program is, because I had a man there teaching me about finances and money and stuff that I would normally just run for the hills away from and by the end of the first session with him I put my hand up and said yes Steph and I said I just want to say I'm really enjoying this and, <laughs> and it changed my whole view on um, the finances and the importance yeah. of really embracing them and, and enjoying them and that that was a real surprise to me um, that was one that really stands out 
Um, I also think that one of the things that um, I was very apprehensive going into Ice House for the reason that I knew my business was a, a smaller business than most of the people that were going to be on there. I mean, I had Juliet Hogan, the fashion designer on my OMP, oh, you know, and I'm like an yeah. awe, fangirling <laughs> and thinking, oh my God, and then this little old me, but, um, you know, and I got there feeling a bit insecure and vulnerable. And I realized really, really quickly that everyone in that room had some sort of insecurity and vulnerability. Um, and that's why we were all there, right? So that was a, a real pleasant surprise that uh, very quickly that ice was broken and it was like, oh yeah, no, they don't care what, what I've come from and what my turnover is. We're all here to learn something to make us better business people and better humans. Yeah, I love that. And most people do say that, you know, like they turn up, it's sort of like the first day of school or something. Yeah. Like it's just like terrifying. <laughs> and then and then you're like, oh, hold on. Yeah, we're in this together, which is amazing. Yeah, that's great. Um, from the program, what changes have you implemented into your business, but also your lifestyle since completing Owner Manager Program? I think um, one of the key things for me, for the businesses, um, my leadership. Um, I've, I've always felt that I'm a, a natural leader of sorts, but I've really been able to nurture that and hone that and it's become second nature now. And I really feel like I have, um, if I blow my own trumpet, I, it really helped me learn to, to really immerse myself in the people that are around me and to, um, you know, to look in the mirror and not look out the window. And I, I reflect on that all the time and, and the importance of looking after the people that are on your journey with you. And, um, you know, for me, that's a really exciting thing to feel, to feel that in, in your core that um, you're someone that people want to be around because you're giving them what they need and they're giving you what you need. I hope yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and in my personal life, the resilience thing, we did the block on resilience. And um, again, kind of like the numbers, I was like, yeah, yeah, I've read about resilience. And I've, yeah, oh my God, you have no idea really until you are in a room with someone that is, you know, the word experts thrown around all the time. I don't even want to say that. Declan, who did the resilience part of the program, I'm not sure if he's still doing that, but um, oh my God, mm -hmm. he, it just human to human and just, not telling us, but just showing us how much strength can be gained from appreciating and understanding your ability to deal with things and, and how to use that to be resilient in so many different situations. And that has helped me immensely in business, but probably more in my personal life because, you know, we all have massive challenges day to day as, um, mums and wives and girlfriends and sisters and daughters and whatever and and sorry men as well when I'm talking from my perspective mm -hmm. and um I think it's just as and look look at COVID you know again I wonder where I would be now if I hadn't had that resilience training and experience through Ice House I draw on it every day I think about it all the time but it's not something I'm not reflecting back to it because I'm anxious or nervous it's just that it's something so powerful that's there and it, and it just helps you deal with so much every single day 
Mm. And I love how you're sort of alluding to the fact that it's just so intertwined with how you do life now. It's yes. not like a piece of paper or some learnings that you've got to find out of the bottom drawer of some, yeah. you know, it's, it's in here and it's stuck, which is yeah. like... Because awesome. I remember that when I first finished Ice House, like finished the complete course um, yeah. and over the course of the next few months, I was always pulling my notebooks out and always reflecting back. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I write so many notes. I'm a note writer. I'm a list writer and... And I love that. And I still look back on them now and get really excited to see what I've written and look at some little comments I've made to myself. But yeah, now it's just part of who I am. And it's um, it's it's another um, facet to my being. And it's something that I've been able to share with other people. And, um, you know, it's it's made me a better person mm. for, for me and for everyone else. Oh, so inspiring. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Um, any learnings from others in your group? We talk about this whole idea of, you know, being human and and just how special those cohorts really are, the 25 or 20 or so people that you actually do this program with. Were there any learnings you had from others? Um, I can't off the top of my head think of a specific one, but hmm. there was a generic theme and it comes back to what I was saying before that we're all vulnerable and um, I think what I was shown by a number of people in, in our group that I I really, I admired everyone and I got on with everyone and there were obviously there are certain people you get on with better and you, you gravitate more towards but there was one person in particular, no names, but um, he, uh, I was in awe of him and I still am to this day, he's the most remarkable young man, um, he's just life story and everything and he's just brilliant. And um, I was so inspired by him all the time. And then when we, after a year and a half, maybe even two years after um, we'd finished Ice House OMP, we had a get together as we do. We organized something in Auckland. We decided we'd have a bit of a refresher session, all of us around the table. And Liz came along and um, you know helped us with that. And it was just fantastic. And we all got there. And this particular guy um, was not who I knew. He was quiet. Oh. He was... Um, not saying much he seemed a bit you know something wasn't right and mm. we all picked up on it but um, I felt that I had enough of a connection with him and I said is there anything you want to share and he opened up and told us what had been happening in his life in the recent months and mm. the vulnerability was um, I mean it was awful what he'd been through and mm. um, I could see it we could all see it in his eyes he was in a really bad place but having shared that with us over the course of that hour or so, we all took turns to talk, but we gave him as much time as he wanted. Afterwards, he came up to me and he said, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for drawing me out and, and giving me that opportunity and, and making me feel safe. And um, everything from that day on, I, I mean, he didn't say this, but you can see everything sort of turned on a dime and started incrementally going back in the right direction. And he's flying again. And yeah. I'm not saying I did that, but what I'm saying is it, everyone there was able to be vulnerable and able to be open and able to share knowing they were safe and that it was in, in a format where they weren't going to be judged and that there wasn't going to be any questions asked. And um, that was so powerful. And that's what keeps us all so connected to this day because, you know, you get the odd little Slack platform message or a text message from me, how are you going? just noticed you made a comment on something that didn't you're right you know and it's yeah. just incredible it's like a whole extended family who totally gets the shit you're going through uh, yeah. sorry 
No, it sums it up, sums it up 100%. And I think even just, um, you know, him feeling like he could turn up there and um, that's a massive step in, in yourself when you're going through a hard time. But knowing these people have will have my back and then to open up, it just speaks to how powerful that, that cohort really is, which yeah. is awesome yeah because I think also that day we noticed that he opened up and then there and after not on that day but later on people other people started opening up about other things and then people started making decisions about their situations that they'd been talking about a lot but weren't comfortable sort of making it but they're like no bugger it I'm gonna do it now and yeah. with the safety of the group supporting them and it was just it's been amazing it makes me I get goosebumps when I talk about that and it makes me really proud and um quite emotional but in a really good way yeah, that's so cool. Even I'm sitting here getting a bit emotional, but I'm like, I'm on this, I'm on the side of it, just being like, this is my job, you know, like, like I get to talk with like, with yourself, with um, inspiring business owners and and people, and just see how that people to people connection, just how valuable it is. So yeah, it's really special. It so is. Yes. Yeah. Um. Any piece? Yeah. Any piece of advice that you tell a uh, owner manager? In New Zealand, of a small medium business right now. Oh, just get on the bloody own owner manager program. <laughs> I, I didn't what. pay you to say that. I promise. No, <laughs> I've not been paid one cent from the Ice House for <laughs> any of the endorsements I've given over the years. I do it from a place of genuine, genuine um, meaning, and I think that's testament to what I've been saying. Um, I honestly. I've signed up to things over the years where I've been excited and then I've felt let down or I feel like, oh, that wasn't value for money. Or The owner manager program and the, the community of Ice House and the experience and the ongoing connection that you have, is it's invaluable. Yeah. I, I said earlier, I, if, if you said to me, I mean, if I had the opportunity, I'd probably go on Ice House OMP all over again and mm-hmm. pay the money all over again if... I, um, well, what am I trying to say? I just, it's just um, incredibly powerful, no matter what level you are in business. You, I mean, some of the people on my OMP were $140 million turnover a year businesses, massive businesses. Yeah. And then there was mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> now we had a massive scale, but you know, so there's something to learn for everyone. So no matter where you think you are in your journey, I think that's the thing that Ice House really proves to you that there's always something to learn and always something to take out of a, a process like that, whether it's for your business or personally. But I tell you what, I don't think there would be one person who has done OMP in my group anyway um, that would say they didn't get absolutely so much out of that program, no matter what level of business they were at. And, um, you know, I went in there thinking I'd only get something out of the other people on the course, but I had people, friends, my friends now that came up to me, even after the first couple of blocks and said, you know what, you're as much um, needed here as we are Um, in your mind. You think that maybe you're not, Mm. you know, you shouldn't be here or whatever. No, we're learning from you because we've all got something to give and we've all got something to receive. And, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I hope that my words today are helpful to encourage people to really give it some serious thought because the price is forgotten long after the learnings and the memories and the experience remain. Yeah, sums it up amazingly, so thank you. Um, 
What's your favorite thing? I like this question. What's your favorite thing about being involved in the Ice House community? Ah, uh, just, you know, the love, the people, the, the absolute constant optimism and positivity that oozes out of Ice House. But it's mm. not false, you know, it's not rah-rah. It's genuine passion. People that are there because they absolutely love what the community of Ice House stands for and what it's there for. Um, you know, and, and it's a big hug every time you walk in that door. I mean, it's like, I feel like a celebrity. It's incredible. <laughs> and um, just knowing that you're all there and, you know, the, the access to incredible tools and knowledge and people, and it's all there all the time. And, you know, you might go months without even having to think, oh, I could maybe speak to someone at Ice House, but it's always there. And yeah. um, it's like you've found a whole nother family. Mm, yeah that's really cool mm. so good um yeah. anything yeah I like, yeah this is a great question too was there anything you took from 2020 yeah tough year, really, year. really tough year into 2021 putting a more positive spin on it yeah definitely lots of things you know for a, a long time in 2020 we were just dealing with getting through yeah. um we were dealing with mental um state of mind and we were dealing with first and foremost our priority looking after our people and making sure they they had a future um but what 2020 showed me is um i started saying near the end of 2020 there's there's a silver lining to COVID. now hello what but yes there are because yes we all went through some crappy stuff and it's been horrible um, and I, I don't want to play this down because I know a lot of people have had really, really traumatic experiences and it hasn't been easy at all. And, and um, it wasn't easy for us either. But I think from a business perspective, there's, you've always got an opportunity to look for the silver lining. And for us, that was right. Well, we've got this time. We're 80% down on revenue, which was horrendous. Yeah, couldn't change that immediately so what can we do in the meantime to move forward and that was focused on some projects which we otherwise might have pushed around for the next two or three years they're done now they're launched we've got um we you know we pushed the boat out and we've we've done some stuff that we may not have got to mm -hmm. so um you know that was something that was really powerful and I, I i'll reflect on that from here on in that you know at the worst what feels like the worst time there's always something positive that can come out of it and I think that probably goes for me personally too, because um, as a, a human being, I'm naturally up. I'm, um, I'm an extrovert. When we did the owner-manager program, at one point they get you to stand in a corner of the room as per your personality trait. And I was the only one in my corner, um, <laughs> which I thought was a bit unfair. Someone was quite close by me. Um, <laughs> but it, it, And although I'm probably um, quite... OTT to a lot of people and I'm obviously extroverted um I still have a very introverted side to me and I'm still very vulnerable at times and I and I did have a bit of a mental breakdown last year but mm -hmm. um you know in terms of who I normally am and I've managed to adjust to my new normal which um I don't think we'll ever get back to who we were or what we were before COVID but um it's having the resilience and there's that word again to realize that that's okay and this is the new version of, and this is the new way forward. And, um, you know, if I hope other people can find that, you know, and I think um, some it comes more naturally to some than others, but, and people might look at me and say, um, oh yeah, but you're naturally upbeat and say, yeah, but I can get really down just like the next person. Yeah. And, and um, it's, 
just being able to recognise that we can only move forward with what we have and make the best of that. Mm, yeah, so, so true. And I'm sure lots of people can relate relate to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. What does the future look like for Ideal Cup? And, and maybe even, if you want, touch on some of those things that you, you know, those projects that are now launching, which yeah. is amazing. Well, I'm really excited because if you'd asked me this six months ago, I might not have been so excited. I might have said, oh, well, you know, we're still fighting back. And and honestly, I, I was saying that a bit. Um, I was a bit more honest with my responses to people than they probably wanted. Um, but I think, again, that's about just telling the truth, be, telling your truth rather than, you know, hiding behind a facade because it really helps you if you're open and honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we worked on these projects. One, one was the environmental choice certification that we gained for Ideal Cup. Um, it sounds very boring, but essentially what it is in a nutshell, it's a, an endorsement from the New Zealand government that we're the most environmentally preferable product in New Zealand in our industry. Um, wow. We're the only reusable cup to have it. Um, it's a massive undertaking. It was a two-year project in total, but we managed to smash most of it out during the COVID time. Yeah. Um, and essentially, it just it's just kind of the icing on the cake for us, you know, with our DNA of New Zealand made and um, product stewardship, ethical, um, our values and everything. It just kind of cements all of that and, and has that tick, if you will. Mm. And um, on a more basic level, it shows people that we are the best product available in the market, best in class. So that that was a huge win. And yeah. it's really nicely against our, um, we're a Buy New Zealand made member. So just nice to be able to showcase that and, and for people to validate who we are without having to drill down and, and um, ask too many questions. It's a massive, so that, massive. been exciting. Congratulations on that. That's, that's major. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, I always say this um, massive congrats and kudos to Nick because he did all the grunt work. Um, yes. We did get yeah, our team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> go Nick. He's, he's always behind the scenes, but I always like to recognise and applaud him because he's, he does so, so much, but I tend to get the kudos because I'm the face of the business. So um, without Nick, we wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> and my team, our team, because, um, you know, during lockdown, there wasn't a lot people could be doing. So they all got stuck in helping Nick with what they could do with that as well, which some of it was very yawn, but, um, yeah, you know, right. it was for the greater good. And the yeah. other project that we worked on was, um, so we've got our cup cycling cup swap model that we've had operating since 2017. Essentially, you know, cup reuse model in cafes where people can borrow a cup and return it. Yeah. Um, and pre-COVID at its peak, we had about 118 cafes around New Zealand who were operating cup cycling and it was growing and it was going really well and then COVID hit. Blah. Um, yeah. So we thought, right, we can do something about that. We can't make cafes continue doing it. That's not how we roll. Um, you know, and people certainly were averse to reuse at that time. Um, yes. But as, as, you know, we've got to the point where we are now, people are starting to settle back in and it's all good. But we decided right now's the time to look at refining this model um, and make it better. So we spent some time and we're literally in a couple of weeks launching our new app, which um, basically download the app, um, fill in your details, you scan um, the QR code when you borrow a cup and you scan it when you return the cup. You don't pay any money, so it's free to use. And um, we give the cafes everything they need up front to operate the system and they pay us one very small monthly membership fee and that's it. And um, it's going to be so exciting. It's the first app in its kind like for reuse systems in New Zealand. So um, once again, we're leading in our space. Um, yeah. 
And we know our, um, I, I say competition, but our, um, if they're allies as well, because we're all doing it for the same reasons. We all yeah. want to reduce waste to landfill. They're working on their app and there are other things coming too, but um, we, we've got, um, we're a bit competitive. We like to try and be first because we've led the space when we launched Ideal Cup. And so it's kind of, kind of part of the, the journey and the excitement. So um, we're doing testing from next week and then hopefully launching a couple of weeks after that, we've got a bunch of new cafes wanting to come on board and we've got a couple of massive partnerships with cafe networks around New Zealand that will be coming on board too. So um, okay. some really exciting stuff to look forward to and to get the team all excited and buzzing again. Congratulations. That is <laughs> not an easy feat at all. It's terrifying, but so worth it because um, uh, great idea and also something that's just on hand all the time. People always have phone on them it's easy to use um and so I hope and I know there'll be a lot of traction from that so thank you well yeah, the done, thing is with the business we chose um and I had a chat with David Irving about this back at OMP he said your your business is a bit flawed Steph because you've created a product that's so good people won't need to replace it in their lifetime wow. um and he said um you know there is definitely growth opportunity with the business, no question, and we're, we're doing that. But um, it's ironic because most things are consumer products that you have to buy over and over and over, right? Um, so we're kind of stifling ourselves in a way because the next phase for us is to try and get people using the cup swap systems as commonplace rather than buying and owning a cup because we don't want to be making more things for the sake of it. We just want service system so people can all share and borrow and um like a library scenario you know and so we're cutting out more product and just using the same ones over and over again um so you know we're kind of finite in that regard but then and when you look at what's happening in the country and australasia and even around the world there's plenty of work to do so i think we'll be okay yeah so the cafes on every end they have your cups is that right yeah. and yep. as long as you're a certified cafe they can swap scan them in and out anywhere at any participating cafe and um, we manage the fleet of cups so they don't have to worry if someone takes one from theirs and returns it to another we rebalance everything each month so um yeah it's um it's the way of the future and it and it's the only way for us with everything, food containers, cups, you know, everything to move to those sorts of models. And, um, you know, we've got a long, long way to go. We've been in the space for a long time, but it's really only been highlighted in the last two or three years. So, you know, we'll keep fighting on and doing what we're doing. And um, there's some other products in the pipeline too, which will marry up with what we're already doing and um, watch this space. Watch this space, people. That is so, so exciting. Um, and I like it. Like, it makes sense, you know, instead of just making more and more and more, using what you've got in a really efficient way. Um, yeah, that is the future. So that's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Now, now, how can we, all of the, all of the listeners and, um, you know, those at the Ice House, how can, how can we support you? Well, I mean, the Ice House supports me no question anyway yeah um you're there in my heart you're there in my mind and i know you're there when i need something tangible so keep just doing what you're doing um yeah, in terms of you humans at the ice house and anyone listening to this all i ask is go out there and demand change go out there and ask your favorite cafe like are you going to start doing cup swap system or are you going to get some reusable cups you know yeah. it's like when you want to see a new product at the supermarket you want to buy that new biscuit that you've heard about. It's no point asking the biscuit maker if they can get it in the supermarket. You need to go to the supermarket and demand they stock it. So yeah. 
the only way we're going to make change is ask, um, you know, put the pressure on and um, in a nice way and, mm. and, you know, use your feet, um, vote with your feet. If, if, you're, if that cafe is not interested and not prepared, go somewhere that is because, you know, eventually that cafe will have to come on board because of peer pressure and, um, you know, we've got such a voice and such a powerful opportunity to make change in um, New Zealand and, you know, we're team New Zealand, team 5 million. We know that. We know what we're capable of. And um, yeah. for us, I'm speaking on behalf of anyone in, in the space we're in sustainability and wanting to make positive, sustainable change, uh, we need you to vote um, and get out there and ask for it and demand it. And also, if you're in a position um, to have some influence over local government or even further up the chain, um, push, 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 push all the time. You know, we've just seen Germany's banning um, single-use items in the food service industry from next year. Wow. Western Australia is doing the same. Um, you know, we're, we're lagging behind and there's no reason for it. So, yeah. yeah. But I will get down off my little pedestal now because <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> Honestly, I, I love that answer though, because it's so doable. You know, it's it's honestly so doable for everyone listening that yeah. if you go have a favorite cafe, yet they're not offering up options and not being sustainable and not leading in that way, voice it. You know, yeah. it doesn't actually cost a cent to just be like, hey guys, can you, you know, is this an option? You know, this is really important to me. And um, that is something that we can all do listening. So um, great answer and incredible podcast overall. There's so much goodness in there Steph and um, just inspiring too you know you've you've got a mission in life and you're running after it and it's just all over you um, just that sense of purpose and passion for what you do so um, we are so supporting you and everything that you Nick and the team are doing and um, hope those listening are inspired to support you as well so thanks for being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you Briar I'm, I'm really stoked to have had the opportunity it's been a while since I've had an opportunity to say as much as um, as this and yeah. to reflect back on Ice House as well and, and to share that so um, it's left me with a lovely warm fuzzy feeling for the afternoon and thank you and it's been lovely to meet you too and I look forward to seeing you in person soon.